0: Welcome to Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition Week 18. That's it, guys. It's all wrapped up. Really don't even got anything really to talk about today. All lineups are done. Championship game came to a weird end this week, you know, but we're all here, man. The crew's here. Bombo, Sweet Tea. What's up, guys? You know, crazy-ass ending to the week, man, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I think as as a collective group, you know, we want to say our thoughts and prayers are out to DeMar Hamlin and his family. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this right now knows what happened and was well aware of what happened. And, you know, we're all in agreement here that fantasy football is secondary when it comes to those things. You know, so, you know, we hope that he recovers and everything is, it, it, you know, comes back and, and even not necessarily play again, but just he lives a full life and he, he, he functions again. We just, you know, our thoughts and prayers are for him and the strength of his family. So, that being said, what we're going to do today, guys, each one of us is just going to take a little time. We're just going to talk about some stuff generally about what happened this year. You know, maybe a little thanks to everybody out there. And I'm going to go ahead and start it off by saying thanks to all our listeners. You know, you guys were the driving force for us this year. Bombo Sweet Tea, thank you guys. You know, it was a really good year. You know, it was good for us to learn these things and go through this and you know, and, and really experienced the things that we, we saw this year. And it was a difficult year in fantasy. And I think a lot of people realized that, hey, this year wasn't a normal year. That it was more like, uh, I don't know, guys, there were just some weeks that was just, there was no scoring. It was just really bad. You know, we thought the beginning of the season was just because there wasn't any uh, preseason players or guys playing in the preseason. And it would all just turn around in week three. And, I think were some teams that never even turned around you know and i think one of the things we want to talk about and i know bombo touched on it a few times during the year and i'm going to shout it out right now is how shitty the fucking running backs were this year and how much we invested as fantasy owners in these running backs and how we continue to value them so high and i think i just have to look at it again you know, and I usually target one guy in the early rounds, and then I pick up, you know, just regular guys in the in the later rounds because it's just such a brutal position. But this year proved that even more. And, you know, I, I think Bombo called it the no running back truthers or whatever in one episode, and those guys were solid this year because they're ahead of the curve, man. They get it. You know, old goats like me and fucking, you know, dummies like me still sit there and they draft these running backs high. And these guys just don't pan out. You know, look at the number one consensus guy this year. He's probably one of the worst running backs in the league. I mean, just horrible. So it's, and it wasn't just him. It was, I would say probably every first rounder from him to Chubb to Camara to she, you Dalvin Cook. I mean, you name it. Joe Mixon, Javante Williams. I mean, you name it. You know, and these guys just shit the bed every week. The only guy who fucking still did it and we'll shout him out, I'm sure, is, is the king. But other than that, man, I mean, he didn't even have a good year. And he got banged up again. So it's 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 a tough position, guys. And I think going forward, everyone just has to take a look at really how this league's transforming. And I think that's the key to staying ahead of fantasy football is just stay ahead of what the league is doing. And the league's a passing league right now and running back is a disposable position. And there's only a few teams that really value that position the way that it should for us as fantasy owners. And we have to be smarter to stay off of just the name guys, you know, and really look at the schemes and what they're trying to do. So, I think with that, I think that really is going to close up what I'm going to talk about, but I'm also going to let you guys know next week we're going to go ahead and plan another show and it's going to be our closeout show. And we're going to talk about all our fantasy studs for the year, give our year-end awards, which is the shit crapper, and then the best players as well, rookies of the year, all those things are going to be coming next week. we got a big show lined up for you guys, or big shows. You know, but I just want to say thanks again to everybody. Happy New Year and good help to Damar Hamlin.
1: Yeah, King, I agree. I've in a league where uh one of the guys is in a champ was in the championship game and his running back stable was Connor, Pollard, and Zeke. All guys that no one was taking in the first four rounds. Uh, and this guy has been winning with with that combination. So uh, I I hear what you're saying with the running back. I'm as far as ready to say that, uh, it's probably pointless to take some of these running backs in the first round if you're not, if you're playing in a standard league straight up. I've, I've, uh, I, I was in leagues where Eckler was putting up like 12 standard points and like 35 PPR points and the, the, just those type of discrepancies, like it's, It's getting ridiculous, but I hear you. I'm going to get on my soapbox about this year. The draft capital and what we're all putting into what we're seeing with hype and all of the uh, preseason, you know, darlings and really just what I've noticed this year uh, in the leagues that I played in was being that guy that takes a deeper dive, looking at the depth chart, seeing, you know, some of these hidden gems that actually is starting to pay off. And and uh, I was giving some shit to the zero running back truthers, the, the guys that were taking a bunch of receivers and then relying on just like Kareem Hunt and somebody else as their running back. Maybe you don't want to go that far. But uh, when it comes to draft, I would say the draft strategy is going to be 50% of your team's success early on. And after that, it's just how you're willing to let guys go. And this year, I think I realized uh, I'm ready to flip my whole roster over as many times as possible to just get a win for the next week, and just don't rely on names, don't rely on on where I drafted a guy, because when it comes down to it, you know, if a guy's getting you ten points, that's that, that's what that guy is. If Jonathan Taylor is getting you ten points, and somebody's offering you a guy that's getting twelve points, but he's not as famous as Jonathan Taylor, you might want to take that twelve points. And don't even look back. So. It's all about, you know, and, and we said it in another show, in one of our earlier shows, it's really about having fun and being engaged. But this year, like you talked about, it was just so odd. Uh, you know, the scoring was weird. Studs didn't go off. Random guys were going off. I think as, as as fantasy players, the as soon as we can realize that that's just what it is, like that is what fantasy is, is the unexpected. Um, you start getting as attached to some of the names on your team. You start willing to take those risks. Uh because I know, hey, I don't. I'm gonna, not gonna put you out there, King. But I know that there was a week uh, when you needed to win, and you started Baker Mayfield because you had that hunch and you you felt that he was gonna do it. And that, and honestly, that's full that that's coconut and full blown engagement right there. And that's what it that that's what it is about having fun. This year taught me to go out there and have fun playing with you guys, just you know, going back and forth, taking those risks, having guys not even talk you off the ledge. You know what I mean? Like, should I should I start this guy? Should I pick this guy? Fuck it. Do it. Tease tell me. Go ahead. Pick him up. Fuck it. What? I mean, how many times this year that we're like, I don't know, it, was, it looks like Justin Fields is coming along. Pick him up. Fuck it. He's you know, he, he he just needs some he just needs some time. Next thing you know, this guy's a league winner. So it's it, literally out on that for limb. you, yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Literally for you, fucker.
1: Go go out on that limb and get engaged, uh, you know, have those uh talks with league mates, see what you go, know, bounce ideas listen to the show and uh, you know, don't just rely on what the app's telling you and, and what, you know, ESPN shows are telling you, like really go with your gut, go with what you're seeing. And this year's taught me like, if doing that can get you some, some really good results.
2: Well, okay. So that was some really good uh, content right there, Bombo. I really loved what you had to say, but uh, you know, you can, uh, you could thank us once in a while too, because we were the ones egging you on thinking, (laughs) yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. But, you know, I, and then we would turn around and go, Can you believe this guy's going to do that? He did pull the trigger on that. Oh, shit. And then all of a sudden it pays off. And it's like, Oh, crap. But, but in all seriousness, you know what? I, I got to say this. There was a lot of teams this year, kind of to, to what King was saying earlier. Like it was a weird season because there's a lot of teams that we talked about before the season started when we went over the divisionals. And from a fantasy standpoint, they just look stacked. You look at a team like Denver. You look at a team like Las Vegas. You look at Tampa. And, or I'll even throw out Baltimore. You look at a team like Baltimore and you're like, okay, these guys are fantasy stacked. And how many cats out there drafted a lot of these guys high? And let's be honest, all four teams that I just mentioned... Shit the bed fantasy wise They really did they truly did And you Just kind of to your point Bamba You can't really rely on the names you, you know but look at how much Draft capital was invested Just in those four teams alone Was With a lot of those guys that were projected To do something and they didn't So it was a really really Strange season and to King's point going back about The running backs It's weird I almost think that this was the year of the kind of next guy up because you started seeing, you know, backups outperforming the the starters. You just, it was just a weird, weird season when it came to that. And I know that we're going to get into it in depth when we do our year end recap. But I mean, it really truly was a, I guess, a challenging fantasy year. Because you really had to stay hyper-engaged just to be able to get that next thing. You know, that next guy. That next, any any kind of position that you could get. It, it was just one of those things. I know I was, uh, you know, trying to stay on top of everything. Not just for the show, but just, just to try to compete with the likes of you and King. Because we're in a couple leagues together. So, yeah, it was a tough year. And hopefully our listeners, they got some out of it. But also at the same time, you know, hopefully they're doing the same thing that we're doing, and they're kind of in the same boat, you know, and thinking the same way we are.
1: Yeah, I hear you, T. Uh, I think this is, and you know, I wanted to touch on this too, see what you guys thought. I think the end of this season is bringing up more question marks than I have ever experienced at the end of a fantasy season. I think going into it, we we all have a pretty good idea about how, like, the first one or two rounds should go barring any type of rookies that may come in and in, into the mix. But right now there's so many question marks, you know, like, Hey, McCaffrey looked good for second half of the season. Are they going to run McCaffrey like that? What if he wins a Super Bowl? you know, this year, is he, is he that guy? Are they going to try to preserve him, you know, for his contract? You, you, you look at, you know, something like new Orleans is Kamara, even that dude anymore. Cause he was, it seemed like he could, put up stats when he wanted to, but then the saints are like, nah, for some reason, we don't want to give him the ball. We want to see how Ingram looks or Dent or, or, uh, David Johnson looks out of nowhere. So it, there's all these question marks on, you know, is, is Tampa, you know, is it still the Lenny show there or they're going to give Rashad White the keys. And, uh, Kansas City more recently, I know that Jarek McKinnon was on a lot of championship rosters and he comes out of nowhere and he's not even the starter on that. He's the third down running back and the number three scoring fantasy back since week 14. So there's like, t- like, are you so are you going to now draft Jarek McKinnon in the first two rounds of next year? You know, somebody might just off of what, you know, if he produced for you in the playoffs. There's just so many question marks. I just don't remember a season ending with like this many question marks on who's going to be there. Like what's going to happen in Las Vegas? What's going to happen with all these places? Is Lamar still good? Is he still a, a top tier quarterback? A lot of questions that are going to be answered. It's really going to put a lot of dra- uh, pressure on the draft next year. So everyone better, you got to do your, start doing your Lamar's scouting gonna, now.
2: Lamar's going to be a top quarterback next year, fantasy wise when he's the starting quarterback from Miami. Just saying.
0: Miami? You're calling Miami? I can't I'm wait for our bold it. takes Miami. show. Our okay, bold take well, show is going to be off before, the hook. I'm going to go back there, but Bombo, I think you're right 100%. This is the craziest year, I'd say, in the last four or five. But I'm going to say, and I'm just going to call it right now, guys. Basically, by the time the season starts next year, all this year is going to be forgotten. Everyone's just going to look at those numbers. 95% of the cats out there are just going to look at the projections. They're going to look at the rankings and they're really not going to remember the details of what happened this season. And I think those are the guys who have the, the one up is like you're, you're understanding and you're even pointing out certain things, Bombo, you know, certain players who are going to have a higher value who may be stuck in that lower ranking just because their stats didn't really pan out. But then you see every week they were scoring in fantasy. So you're like, fuck, this guy's ranked this low. I could snag him a little bit earlier than that and have a stud. That's how it goes. And I think next year is going to be crazy. I am curious as hell who the number one receiver is, who the number one tight end is. The tight end is going to be Kelsey. And I said that. Yeah, I know they had uh, some of them had Mark Andrews and whatever, but he shit the bed. He just can't do it. That's his quarterback situation. Disappeared there.
1: without Lamar. He disappeared without Lamar. When his- Absolutely. Okay, but you know funny guy. yeah.
0: Even after week three, he really didn't have those monster games anymore. Week three or four. You and know, week he, four, he started the year hot. Hot as hell. A couple hundred yard games. But then it was just like, fuck. Even Lamar just slowed down in those last few games before he got hurt. But the
2: funny thing you know, is, so is
0: he's still going to
2: end up at the number three tight end of the you know, in the whole league. And it just goes to show up. That's what I mean, because that position
0: sucks. You know what I mean? And and just think about receiver ranking. Where's Cooper Cup going to get ranked next year? Mm -hmm. He blew himself out. Right? Think about a guy like that. Uh, Javante Williams, if he's going to play Brees Hall, where are those guys going to get ranked? You know, those guys got talent. You know, what's going to happen on those teams? New coach in Denver. New quarterbacks all over the place. Right. I I believe new quarterbacks all over the fucking place next year. So maybe not new new, but maybe retreads, but different for the team. So and you never know. Might work out. But yeah, it's gonna be crazy. But I guarantee it next year, man, most everybody's just gonna look at what's going on and just think about this same old guy. Like you mentioned, McCaffrey. They're just gonna think he's gotta be the top three guy taken. Cause he caught a hundred passes one year. That's all they're going to remember. That's all they're going to remember. (laughs) Remember? All right, man. So, and so what you were spouting off T is you're calling out Lamar's going to Miami, huh?
2: Lamar to Miami. I'm telling
0: you guys, I'm telling you right now, Lamar to the jets. No way. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No way. New York City for the country boy. He wants to go to the Big Apple. Doug, I'm telling you, I'm uh, telling you. Bumble, what do you think? The Giants are going to redo Danny Dimes contract. Get him on the cheap. They're going to multi-year him. The dinosaur hey, like, quarterback. One. Yeah, they're good.
1: I like the I like the Lamar to Miami because the, Miami has been in. I mean, they were in the deep in the Deshaun Watson uh, rumors. And that was with a Tua that they felt had upside, at least. Yeah, but media. that was a
0: different coach.
1: It was. It that, was.
0: Right, so maybe McDonald doesn't like Lamar. But Lamar yeah. can sling it. Bud. He could throw Lamar that can shit 80 yards in the air. You know and what I mean? Bowl he bowl. could just chuck that thing, man, and fucking Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's so mm-hmm. banged up, though. You know what I mean? Hey, next year, just so you guys know, first round in drafting Tyreek Hill. Second round drafting Jalen Waddle. And I'm playing him hey, both all year. Hey,
1: that's okay, King, that's funny you bring that up. I was uh I, I was messing around in Excel with some scores. And you know that there's some guys that could have been straight up ten win playoff teams if uh they played rosters full of nothing but forty ers guys, uh Dallas guys, and Cincinnati guys. So let's just say screw your draft, I'm drafting Joe Mixon as my running back one. I'm drafting P Ryan as my number one, as my running back two, Higgins, Chase Burrow and Hayden Hurst. That team will get like nine wins. we will we'll just fill in some, just fill in some spots. If you went Did with you Garoppolo. Do Did and you do AU, the work up Miami? And my Emmy? That's what I mean. There was like six teams where they, they were. They, Miami like
0: you didn't mention them. And I'm thinking even their running backs, right? Most are Jeff Wilson when they're both healthy, man, they're productive. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're both getting chunks.
1: Fuck, that's crazy. And it justifies all fantasy logic because you don't, you know, you don't want to do something like that. But if you did it, you it would have been a winning strategy.
2: Okay, I I, I just got to say this. Hey, King, what makes you think Waddle would even be available to you at the mm. you know your second round? I mean, I don't even think he'll make it past the first.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. Okay, he's okay, number he probably, you eight know what? He probably wide has receivers more points right than Tyreek Hill, right? No,
2: no, Tyreek Hill's number two in re- receivers for PPR points at the time of this recording, and Waddle's number eight.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's the eighth receiver in a 10 or 12 team league. That means that no one's yeah. taking running backs or quarterbacks. But then by the time it comes back around to you,
2: or if it's some dude who's in the know, I think I think he'll be gone. He'll he'll be gone by the time he comes back around.
0: No, you're you're probably right. I mean, I'm just saying it hypothetically. You know what I mean? That's all. But yeah. yeah, you know what no, I mean. That's just wishful thinking. Well, or taking Jamar Chase and T Higgins.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Same shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Healthy all year, you'd be, you'd be okay. Straight with that, with so that. I'm gonna they say work.
0: that's the key, though. Those guys are injury prone, man. And I think that was another thing, too, guys. A lot of uh, the big name guys, a lot of them went down this year for extended periods. There was a lot of big time injuries this year.
2: Even Tyler Boyd, kind of going to the Cincinnati thing, even Tyler Boyd had a big year fantasy-wise for Tyler Boyd. I mean, he had six tutties on the year. Uh, T. Higgins had seven, and Jamar Chase had eight. So,
0: That's what I'm saying, yeah, in but, a
1: pinch but, If you started all three of those guys, you probably win your week Yeah, yeah. Know If they're playing right, Cleveland or like, something stupid like that
0: Yeah, if they're playing a decent yeah. team That they grow on, as long as they're not playing Frisco Or something, you know what I mean Some crazy shit like that Or they're playing in a snowstorm or some stupid shit But they were playing like crap in the first part of the year A lot of teams were but, They've won they've Seven won. in a row though Yeah you know They're peaking right at the joke. right
2: time again Again, smoking
1: Joe. Yep, I mean, the dude's legit. You know, on the, on the flip side of that, there's guys that with their own eyes see what Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields have done, and they're still going to take Justin Herbert over those guys next year, or they're still going yeah. to, yeah, they're still yeah. going to, yeah, no, you're or Dak, right. they're still going to take Dak over both those guys next year. Yeah, I agree with mm-hmm.
0: that, you know. and... I think Justin Fields, okay, where do you okay? Last question before we close it up and we say we say our goodbyes for the year, guys, until next next week next week's show. But where would you guys think what position out of quarterbacks is Justin Fields going to be ranked going into next year?
2: Okay, I'll start it off because I'm a bear homer, but I will say that in the quarterbacks, out of the top quarterbacks, He's going to go in the top ten, but I do believe he'll probably be top six or seven taken. Now, just to just because of Bombos' point earlier, is you're going to get guys. I think some wild card dude will pick Cousins before they would pick Justin Fields. Uh, so you're going to always get that wild card, but he's number five right now in the fantasy of all PPR points in all quarterbacks. So he is a top five, and they were talking about him early in the year when he started running and going crazy that he's a top five quarterback.
0: Well, do you think of how many weeks he was like the number one start guy, you know, when he was rolling? He was the number yeah. one guy to start, like on NFL.com and ESPN.com, and those guys say the must starts. He was the number one must guy, start. absolutely. So, what do you think, Bamba? Where do you think he's going to be ranked next year?
1: Well, he, any. He, I mean anybody that's played with, you know, a bunch of different leagues with a bunch of different guys knows there's some people that just don't like that style and they'll probably be the reason why no one why he doesn't get drafted where he gets drafted. But if we're just going by straight per points and potential points, I think Mahomes should still be the first quarterback off the board, followed by Jalen Hurts, and then your 3 could either be Burrow or Fields, and then it's everybody else after those guys. Just on a per per game points per game basis and, and, and their ceiling. Because you know what, uh, his ceiling is like 50 points. Yeah. But yeah,
0: sorry, man. I, and, and that's a good list and I get it, but I still, you got to put Josh Allen in there. You can't throw him out. I know he had a down year, but man, that guy's a beast. And you know, it would just, it was a weird year, you know, and it was a weird year for him too. You know, he didn't really go off like he did the the last couple of years, but I'm sure, I mean, he's worth it, man. And I I think he's in that conversation too. And I I mean, if you're asking me, like, if I throw that question to myself, like, if you have an option, Josh Allen's there or Justin Fields, I'm probably taking Josh Allen.
1: So you also have to, there's a lot of time between now and and when we draft, but if they, if the Bears get, get them some weapons or well that's that's whole that's different right
0: what do they do to their team this year yeah and it's like i told t i don't really as a bear fan i don't think they're gonna go any any polish at all in the in the draft i think they're gonna go offensive line defensive line pass rushers linebackers they're just gonna load their team up and they're gonna have studs at every level on both sides of the ball And then basically fucking either get someone through free agency or through a trade. And I would love Carolina to want that number two pick so bad that they fucking got to take it and fucking give us DJ Moore. I'll take DJ Moore all day long. Get rid of Darnell Mooney. They can have Darnell Mooney. We'll trade him straight up. We'll get the pick and a whole bunch of other picks and we get DJ Moore, you get Darnell Mooney. I'll take that shit. You know, I mean, I guess there's a couple other scenarios out there too, but. I mean, if we got Darnell, I mean, if we get rid of Darnell Mooney. We have DJ Moore and Chase Claypool now. Decent. Mm.
1: That'll work. I hear you. you know, hey, King, the what was the have, trade?
2: Uh... Sorry, the King, reason... what was the the trade rumor going on that I told you about with the Bears trading for? You remember that one? That big name guy, and you're like, yeah, he's okay. He's kind of on the downside of his career.
0: Who, uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, D-Hop. Yeah, see, I I wouldn't want that, though. I just think because his voice is too loud in the locker room. I want Justin Fields to be the leader of that team. You know, and that's, I mean, that's me. I would rather have a guy like DJ Moore or something. Myself, good team guy, just goes out and busts his ass every game, does his shit, does his job. You know, it is what it is. So. All right, guys, with that, we're going to go ahead and close up the show. I want to say thanks again to you guys for a great season. We're going to come right back at you next week with all of our wrap-up stuff, our end-of-the-year awards, our end-of-the-year finals, our our final show basically for the year. And I want to say thank you to our listeners. Thank you to everybody who listened more than once. I'm even giving you a bigger shout-out. You know what I mean? But even everybody who listened once, you know what I mean? I want to give a shout out in one of my leagues, you know, one to Bombo. Bombo smashed that ass. And obviously there was a tragedy that happened on Monday night. It's unprecedented, but Bombo was well on his way to smashing that ass. And probably, I think in that league, that was the highest point scored in a championship game. So congratulations on a great season, Bombo. T, me and you suck ass. In all leagues, dude, we sucked ass. all my guys got hurt, though man. I had such a bad year, man. I couldn't bring it home, guys I got one I'm alive in one public league, and the only league I'm alive in in the public league is my auto draft league this year.
1: <laughs>
0: Fuck. go for the gold You're kidding me, bring it home gosh I'm playing that Bring that it to one the island. To
1: bring play. it to the island, king. I'm,
0: I played Baker Mayfield in that one, and <laughs> I, I played a lot of guys because Lamar was my quarterback. So when he went down, there's Slim Pickens on the waiver wire. I think I played Jacoby Brissett one week. I've already dropped him, but I'm just saying. Man, I, gotta see who I got to see. I got Jared Goff right now, but he plays outside at Green Bay this weekend. Okay. Anyway, guys, thank you for a great season. You guys go ahead and sign off, and then we'll close it up. But thanks to all our listeners from all of us here. I'm going to say thank you, but these guys are signing up as well. Bombo, you're up.
1: Thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to King. Thanks to Sweet Tea. Uh, we're going to still be giving you all that content. We all know that uh, fantasy is just at 17 weeks, but the NFL season is year-round, and you always got to stay prepared. So the island is going to keep you flooded with content throughout the year. Stay
0: tuned. T, closer up.
2: All right. So I wanted to say thank you to all the listeners first and foremost. And, uh, you know, it's been a fun year. Uh, it's been fun getting the feedback from everybody, all the questions that were coming in for a while that, that was asking us about lineups and everything. And, uh, I wanted to thank both of you guys for making it so easy for me to whoop that ass every single week, especially with our picks. Uh, you guys just wanted to gloss over the fact that I just whooped on you, but Hey, I digress. Okay. But I do want to say, you know, thank you to everybody. And one last thing, thank you to Singapore. I don't know if you guys realize this when we we're going over, you know, just kind of the, some of the listener trends and everything, but we have a pretty consistent listener over there in Singapore. So big shout out to whoever that is in Singapore. We love That's you. That's right, man. She Go she get them you.
0: Singapore. You're the man, Singapore, whoever the fuck you are over there, man. Have some for me, bro. Yeah, right
2: Singapore and Ghana we had Ghana showing up on our our reports so that was really nice to see so big shout out to Ghana and uh you know uh I look forward to just kind of whatever content that's going to be happening during the off season it's going to get a little crazy and uh it's going to be a lot of fun guys so thank you to everybody
0: yeah and I I think collectively again we just want to say thanks to everybody for listening Thanks for all the input for the Double Eye Fantasy Football Show. We are out.